Welcome to the Business Legends Podcast, where we interview business leaders and entrepreneurs so that you can learn from their mistakes, pump up your own inspiration, and grow your bottom line. I'm the host of the show, Reese Allen, along with my best friend in the entire world, CEO of Business Marketing Solutions Group, Christian Webb. Say hello. You know David has the intro recorded, right? David definitely has the intro recorded. And speaking of which, we are alongside the greatest videographer of all time, the artist formerly known as David Woodruff, Mr. David, who's off camera right now, but we're going to show him some love, give him some the love. The Picasso of video. The Picasso of video. <laughs> the Leonardo, the Leonardo of videography, which is even more impressive because Leonardo's also a Ninja Turtle. So <laughs> show him some love at genesisfilm.tv. Today, our guest is Miss Cassandra D'Alessio. Did I get it right? You did. All righty. She is with... Next Page Brand Strategies, but her website is turnthenextpage.com, and she is a brand development extra special extraordinaire. Cassandra, yes, we did. <laughs> thank, you. thank you so much for joining us this morning. How are, you, how are we doing today? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So brand development and strategy. We, we had coffee before this, and we discussed how a lot of folks, it might be the last thing that they think about, but unfortunately, it should be one of the first things things that they think about. It should be in that handy-dandy business plan. Yeah, it should yeah. be, it should be <laughs> yeah. like, what are you going to do? And people people know what they're going to do, and they don't know how they're going to do it. And a lot of times they know why they're going to do it, but they don't know what their message is going to be when they do it, so to speak. So what? how did you get into brand development? What's been the course to develop your own business and go on from there? Yeah, um, I mean, my background's in writing, and I was a teacher for a long time, and what I taught was, you know, knowing your identity and knowing your audience and what you're saying and who you're saying it to. So when I started my business, I realized that was a major gap for a lot of businesses because they don't know who they are when they start, Mm -hmm. or they might think they do, and then that changes every six days. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think a lot of people know what they want to do, Yeah. but not what they are. Yeah, not who they are or not maybe even their ideal client. So I hear that a lot. Like, oh, I want to work with startups. And I'm like, yeah, startups have no money. Are you right. sure that's what you <laughs> yeah, want to do? Sure that's, that's <laughs> are you sure that's your goal? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Excuse me. How, how often do you find that what, what they want to do and the things that make a dollar and cents to make sense, so to speak, don't mm-hmm. really match up? So just like that scenario where you have somebody that wants to work with startups, but you know, startups don't have the cash to make it work, so to speak. How often do you find yourself rebranding something like that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I would say my first two years of business, that was more often the case than not. Okay. And then I made a requirement. I wouldn't work with businesses if they were younger than five years old. Oh, wow. So by then, they know who they are. Yeah, that definitely yeah. segments your audience a little bit. Dude. It's also a Billie Jean's prefer- preference. Is it? That's, yeah. That's interesting. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking from personal experience, it seems like the, the folks that are the, the solopreneurs and people that don't have anything better to do than to than – to, you know, micromanage folks when they're providing a service for them, so to speak. It, it seems like they create the majority of the problems. As mm-hmm. well. And especially younger businesses, startup businesses and stuff, it's it's one thing to say that they want to try something like that, but whatever the service happens to be, it doesn't matter if you're selling widgets or providing a service, but it seems like when you have a startup, they want to try all these things, but by the same token, they don't, they don't really have the financial means to be able to stick with something and, you know, see it through to fruition. So in our in our industry, for example, we, we might be marketing for a startup and when when they start it up, they want to change something every day or week or whatever. And we don't even have the data to, to give them an answer on whether or not something's working. Mm-hmm. Or not, you know? Um, so 
from a branding perspective, the golden retriever that just went by just totally, <laughs> totally distracted. By the way, I almost went oh in the middle of video, so I did it anyways. But um, so from a from a branding perspective, working with companies that are five years or, or more older, um, how do you go about breaking the foundation, so to speak? So like you said, they are established, but what do you do in order to you know recreate their brand? Yeah. Well, and it's not even so much as recreating it. It's just getting it out of their heads okay. and on a paper, literally. So we talked about that because I was a teacher. I have literal worksheets and we sit down for like two to two and a half hours and we talk through, okay, well, who do you think you are? Who's your audience? What are your pain points? Things they know, but it's on paper. And then I'll help them craft a story like, okay, if this is your audience. This is who you're trying to reach and this is how you need to reach them. So, yeah. And do you, do you find that you... What, what are some of the most impactful things that you do on a, on a day-to-day basis for these companies? I mean, is it things like mission statements or is it something like recreating the corporate culture or, or give us a little bit of insight into that? Yeah, um, everyone loves a good slogan, so I do that. I don't do a ton of mission statements. Usually that's the business owners, because I know you guys were talking about yeah. that. They know what they, internally, what they want their business to be. Yeah. Um, I, I might touch it, but more so slogans, anything that's customer facing, they get really excited about that stuff. Um, and then the consistency of just pushing stuff out, and social media is usually the big the big push. Absolutely. So Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I do a lot of LinkedIn for yeah. B2B. Yeah. Um, and people just get really excited. Like, oh, hey, I saw your thing on LinkedIn and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, awesome. People notice that their story's being noticed. And they yeah. like that. There's no way to consistently make a good campaign branding strategy or anything if you don't have, like, at least a topic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Our mission statement, by the way, is uh, <laughs> it should be Business Marketing Solutions Group. Christian tries to irritate Reese until Reese's head explodes. <laughs> that, should be our, that should be our complete I like statement. it. Well, we brand off of that. It's literally every single thing on a day-to-day basis. Hey, David, can you make heads explode in your everything. videos? We, that's what we need to do. We're going to get David in on some special effects. It's like, it's like we do Google ads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just use the same, just use the same thing. So she's laughing. I'm telling you, this would be a good video. See, it would, yeah. it would, we could make it work. I'm telling you. We like, could. Mm-hmm. Like, you might not believe me, but it'll just be. David, you need to practice heads exploding. <laughs> I just had this. I just had this idea of you know me sitting sitting at my computer or whatever, and then and then you like like coming in because sometimes he'll just like launch my door open just to irritate me for no other reason, you know. Hey, how you doing? Or whatever, and just just like a video of Christian be like, hey buddy, like coming through, and just my just me looking over and you know something. <laughs> I like think that. we found our our version of Andrew Mole's videos, dude. Just just head explosions <laughs> constantly or, or whatever, and then I mean honestly on a day to day basis like. I always joke, whenever I, whenever I have a stack of papers to do or a stack of tasks, whatever that is, because mm-hmm. we're mostly electronic, but you know, whenever I have a stack of tasks, I'll get them all, all the way down to like where I got like one or two, you know, and I start kind of free riding with it or whatever, mm-hmm. and then Christian will come in and be like, here you go, buddy, and he'll just launch like a like 150 more tasks. Well, I mean, if you ever see that bottom one, it's a bank, it's a bankruptcy slip, so. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, you're not supposed to see so the I bottom. I keep it there just in case. You know, That's right. Just in case we got a rebrand. Hey! Yeah. There it is, there it is. Full circle, baby. Business legends, we make it happen. So, um, continuing on customer-facing stuff, mission statements, uh, taglines, slogans, LinkedIn, business-to-business presences, and, and things like this. Um, what what would you say, you know, I want to dig into a little bit of what what you think is some of the most valuable stuff that you do. So is there anything that you've done maybe in the past year or two where you were like, man, that was that was really excellent as far as the quality of work that I did for that person or whatever? You don't have to be specific about the company either. 
Okay. I mean, everything I do is quality and amazing. Obviously. So. Obviously. Obviously. You are <laughs> Even quality <laughs> spread yeah. like Get peanut anything. butter and jelly. <laughs> Let me rephrase. So how about... Is, is what was your favorite high quality what product? What was your favorite out of the highest... <laughs> I give up. You know what I'm <laughs> I do. So I, you know, any content calendars you do is okay. really, I. it's so easy and simple and no one does it. So it makes. It, it <laughs> He's about to pitch in on something. And my head is already starting. I'm, I'm already starting to feel the explosion happen. So. Speaking of a content calendar. Speaking of a content calendar. I'm not going to throw you under the bus today. You can do it. He's only been working on one niche for like seven weeks. Yeah. He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be starting the medical niche because we work with a lot of medical companies, yep. like surgeons, dentists, doctors. Yeah. And he's supposed to be focusing his personal pretty face on medical branding. Okay. And he might or might not have not even created the group yet. Yeah. <laughs> and we started at the same time. Mine's already started. Like thirteen pieces of content on it. Like yeah. it's growing and all. Uh, yeah. We yeah. got things going. Yeah. I'm just more productive than Reese. Yeah. <laughs> that that sounds like exactly what the case is. With, without without any interlusion of of nobody uh, needs to know what else goes on. Tasks. Yeah, it's just, I don't do my job on a day-to-day basis. You know? I went to his yeah. house at 2 o'clock. He's napping, snoring. I do nothing. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> Hey, you're an entrepreneur. You don't right. have to get up before 8 o'clock, right? Yes, We're I told about you this. that too. I was, like, yeah. I was like, you don't have to wake up before 8. Yeah, see? It, it works out. But you have to way. work at 11 sometimes. Actually, <laughs> rude ass, what I was <laughs> what I was talking about was was the gift of love that you the got. The content calendar. Yeah, so he actually, yes. so, so he chose to throw me under the bus instead yeah. of, instead of yeah. what I was actually talking about. But at the same time, I bought him the content calendar for a reason. Merry Christmas. Yeah, right. So he actually, he actually, he's like, hey, I got you something. You're really going to like it, bro, because we give each other little little mm-hmm. tokens of bro-fection, if you will. And he, uh, and he comes into my office like he does. Hey, bro! You know, opens the door and scared the shit out of me. And he, uh, he's like, here you go, man. It's, your, it's my gift to you. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And he actually bought us these content calendars, which was, I think, Christian's subtle way of saying, get your shit together <laughs> and, start, and start planning it out. So it, it's interesting. It's um, a really cool calendar book, too, though. Yeah. yeah. This thing lets you play. It's from the top to bottom. Like, you got main topics, like, uh, yep. like little, like little less broken down, a little more broken down. And then you have micro topics. Yep. So like, and it lets you break it all down, then put it on, slide it onto a monthly calendar that mm-hmm. doesn't overlap with your normal calendar. Mm-hmm. You can organize it. Yeah. 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 Like, and are you tracking analytics and all that kind of stuff on there uh, too? Well, we can't track analytics in a workbook. Okay. But if I was doing it in a real calendar, I could. Okay. Yeah. But on the, like on the, you know, on the ad perspective. This is more of yeah. like a thought process set up, like go home. Sit in the recliner. Mm. Yeah. Start going at it. Yeah, or maybe take a nap at two. You know, whatever it takes. Research shows, by the way, that those of us that nap for about 15 minutes in the middle of in the middle of the day get much more done than those that don't. That's good for 15-minute nappers. Yeah. What about the hour and a half ones? I yeah. don't take hour and a half ones. I'm an hour and a halfer. <laughs> so is he. So is he. He'll be like, wake me up at 15. I'll come back like after writing an essay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It'll be good. Everything's fine. But... I've actually been thinking about that a lot, the the content calendar stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like people, they might they might put a lot of energy into creating one piece of content, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, we live in a we live in a society in a time where it's not just it's not. God, I feel like I'm Gary Vee right now. It's not Gary V. Not, not just one piece of content. You have to create multiple content just in case the content's not enough content for the content. He like always makes Gary Vee sound like Arnold. That is <laughs> that is how Gary Vee sounds. Like I don't I can't. He help does not it. sound like Arnold. Well, it's because I have much more muscle density than Gary Vee, and therefore I <laughs> 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 and therefore I am the. We should invite Gary Vee for an arm wrestling contest. He would. <laughs> he probably hate me because I give him so much shit. Actually, he probably love me because because. 
I feel like he he needs people to keep him in check. You know, yeah. he's just on fleek <laughs> all the time. He's just he's ah content, gotta create more content. You know, whatever. But anyways, to the point. I feel like people don't plan their stuff. No, you know? um, they might create one piece and they they just expect it to run forever and and do whatever. And they don't even think about. I always think about the ad perspective, but they don't think about ad recall. Right. All, all ads have recall to them, and that's why. You know, the longest, by the way, do you guys know what the longest standing ad ever was? This would be interesting to know if you know. I don't know. No? Hmm. No? No. Oh, Tootsie Roll Bop. That's how many licks it takes to the center of a Tootsie Bop. It's the oh. owl. The owl. Yeah. And, and I just did the sound and you guys knew. Yeah, I knew what that was. Yeah. So the ad recall was not was not too great for that. Everybody loves Tootsie Pops. You so. probably weren't born yet. Pops. Yeah. Well. You're doing like Tootsie Pops? No, I hate Tootsie Pops. What are you, a terrorist? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> You're not American. Like, like what, what are you even? How it's do not you even a good kid. Get out of here. Get Just get like, out of sour here. Sour worms, Tootsie Pops. Like sour worms. If I had a Tootsie Pop right now, you wouldn't eat it? No. You're full of shit. I wouldn't you even would. touch it. You're full of shit. You would. It gets you sticky We're gonna talk all later. the time. We're going to argue. We're going to argue. We'll talk about that's that. Just gonna, that's just going to be what happens. So you see some of these big brands. Mm -hmm. Let's focus the conversation on our guest, a-hole. Um, Tootsie Pops. <laughs> So you see some of these big brands. Yeah, are there any brands that you can think of that could really use your help with brand development? Tootsie Pops. <laughs> oh, I'm not glad. Um. Oh man, that's a big question. So you know, I would. I, I well, I come from nonprofits, right? Yeah. So I was a marketing director to nonprofit, and I would have loved to, you know, focus my business on nonprofits, but. I needed to eat, so that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, all business and nonprofits can't do it. Yep, yeah. can't do it. Um, but they all, you know, them and breweries all kind of have the same response whenever they're talking to you about their marketing. Sure. Like, okay, well, what what drives people to come to your brewery? Mm -hmm. Well, it's our beer, man. Like, okay, well, everyone says that, so it can't be your beer. It's got to right. be more than that. It's not your it's not your shitty tasting beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like all beer tastes like shit. Like, it's, it's not we're your fighting beer. later. This, this conversation <laughs> just just got to fighting. Like it's that's the where theme. It like it's like places. David, like, go ahead and hey, hey, hey. Rich Moyer. It's it's like the theme, like Hoppin', for example. Yeah. Beautiful theme. You've been there, right? Like I the haven't been to that one, but so I know it. You got to yeah. go. Yeah. So it has like self-serving digital platforms. Yeah. There's no waitresses to clean up people. Yeah, okay. and like beautiful setup. And mm -hmm. that's a theme that I would go and just hang out. I'd have a nasty beer, sit back, and relax with my friends there. Yeah. There's some places I wouldn't go. It's like, I don't Fighting know. later. <laughs> Fighting later. <laughs> All right, so what were you saying though? But that's, I mean, so breweries will say that about their beer, and yeah. then nonprofits will say that about their mission. Well, that's our mission. Well, everyone's got a good mission. So why right. should people give you money versus someone else? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, just, I wish that it'll probably be another 50 years before nonprofits kind of catch up to that. But yeah. yeah. Brand we actually, yeah, uh, brand. We yeah. actually almost had a had a contract with an enormous nonprofit without without saying their name, but it was like, uh, yeah, they let's, just let's not get sued, please. Yeah, they were just too far behind, mm -hmm. and it was like um, they pulled the plug at the last second. Yeah, like it was the, be a humongous they had a they had a young person who was really like hip with technology. Yep, and they were like kind of head of marketing for the southeast or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then they um, they wanted to like push this, and then I guess everybody on the board uh, nationwide was like. We're not ready for that yet. Yeah. And they, they stopped the whole thing. Yeah. I was I was kind of surprised. Hashtag capitalism, baby. That's the way it is. You know? I'm just surprised. He has this point. Christian and I argue about this just like everything that we talk about. But um, he talks about cell phones. So mm -hmm. his point is that cell phones are one of the only categories where surely to God we have the technology available to have like the iPhone 45 by now because of the way that, the, that everything's advancing. Yeah. Yeah. But they have to create a product life cycle so that the company can continue to 
to yeah. create profits and, yeah. and you know that type of thing. So, yeah, it, it makes it where they don't even have to improve the product quickly either. Right. They don't have to because they know you're going to purchase a certain yep. amount until the negative returns start to hit. Yeah. And then they have to launch whatever the new thing is. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that's they, literally it. The thing that's even more bizarre is that they, they even design these phones, software and hardware both, so that it becomes obsolete in, in two years. And so like if you, if you look at the product life cycle, like I don't know what kind of phone you have or whatever, but you know, if that phone is two years old, it's going to slow down. Yeah. It, the battery life is going to start dying. Yeah. They, they have the capacity to make it not like that. Yep. Yeah. I just miss my flip phone with it, that I could charge like once every 45 days. <laughs> I do not miss the razor though. You know. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I if, broke three of those things. That's just the shocker of the year, Christian. <laughs> Dude, you, you dropped them once. They cracked every time. <laughs> You're like, look it up. It's like the most breakable phone. You sure it wasn't I, just because you were so angry talking to him on the that's phone? That's possible. Well, he didn't know me at that time. No, the, I, uh, I was still learning how to swim back then. What are you talking about? I like, yeah. I was like, I think I was like 12 or something. Yeah. It's, oh, you guys are young. Oh, I am man. 30 years old. I'm 35, yeah. so you're young. Yeah. Way younger than I. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. David is, David is, is looking daggers at us over here. <laughs> David's like 27. David is 27 on the dot. Going on 19. On the, on the dot. Good old David. He deals with he deals with a lot of a lot of BS from us. I'm gonna get you back for that business card print, by the way. I just want to say that on record, just so that you <laughs> just so that you know. Branding. I, I think that uh, you know, when I think about a lot of big corporations, I, I actually look back to Apple and I can't remember the name of this book. It's it's called uh, D- David, you'd actually know. It's the book that talks about Apple from a brand perspective. Apple experience. Is that it? Apple experience. It's it talks about how a lot of marketing begins outside in, and then Apple went inside out. I can't remember the name of the book. Anyway, I'll have to ask somebody and get back to you. But um, it talks about how all the other phones talk about how amazing their phone is, and we have all these features and you know the super duper whatever camera and speed and all this other shit that nobody cares about. And then Steve Jobs comes along and he says, "This phone's going to change your life. Here's how it's going to do it." And it talks about how you know you're going to have music at the palm of your hands, and music is an integral part of society. And if you ever watch some of those old keynotes with Steve Jobs, it talks about how he's like, he's like, oh, this, this is going to, he, he would literally say, this is going to change your life. And then it goes into all the other features about how at the very end of the, the stuff. The Apple experience? The Apple experience. Yeah. The Apple experience by Carm, Carmine Gallo. Carmine Gallo, that's what it is. Yes. Yeah. And then at the end of the, thank you, David, um, at the end of all of his keynotes, he would always go, oh, and one more thing. And then he'd announce something huge and create a, create an audience of raving fans. Yeah. So when I think about branding, I wish that more people would take the time to create raving fans or create excitement around it. You know so who needs to be rebranded? Yeah. Like, this might be an industry for you to look at, actually. Here we go. Uh, is is the, the car business. And let me tell you why. So, like, it's happening. So just like press and, like, paper marketing mm-hmm. didn't evolve correctly into digital marketing, mm-hmm. but most of them went out of business. Yep. The car market's about to do the same thing. So you have like the Carvanas popping up where you can yep. order online, yep. you get the vending machines, yep. the Hendrix, these big companies that are already killing it, yeah. not thinking about changing right now. Yep. Yeah. Really, and right now is when they should pin it, like make that pivot, yeah. turn that brand and take the market share before they lose it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, and like, I think same with real estate a little bit as well. Yeah. Because they have like the, where you can just buy, you can buy real estate off your phone now without yeah. even. Yeah, like, you don't need a realtor. Yeah. yeah. Carvana will drop stuff right off, your, right off your doorstep. That's insane. That, that, that's, that's big money rebranding, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you, if you get that contract, just remember me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Just remember, just remember business legends, baby. So can you think of any particular brands that, that you worked with that were maybe, and you don't have to say their names. I, I don't want you to you know, get in trouble or anything. But can you think of any that were kind of weird industries or 
something like that, that you helped recreate their brand story and made a very impactful difference with them? Well, I can't say the industry because then it'll like be a dead giveaway who yeah. I'm. It's like, a, it's like a monopoly. So there's this company called Walmart and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, that's a really good question. So I, I would say, I would say a lot of people like in the self-help type mm-hmm. of field, um, but not even necessarily like therapists or like doctors in that kind of kind of way, but more so, um, I mean, we're in Charlotte, right? So there's a lot of hippies mm-hmm. and, you know, people who buy crystals and people yeah. who like to go yeah, meditate. Or <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of them. David's I've got some crystals, yeah. you know, I've got a couple of crystals on my laptop and I'm on a client call and I'm like just holding it and I'm like, if I yeah. just crush this to dust, yeah. <laughs> I'll feel a lot better. Right. Um, so, you know, there's trying to figure out like, okay, well, who's the broader audience to this? Cause you know, we're in a big city. There's a lot of people who are just like, yeah, sure. I'll try it. There's a lot of millennials. I'm, I'm a millennial. Right. So what are the ways you can tap that larger market without being like in a, like, you know, organic oatmeal and like mm-hmm. hemp in your hair and that sure. kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, I can't be more specific than that, okay. but yeah. Um, I think that's been trying mm-hmm. to just look outside of, you know, you in your office, who you think is like, your ideal people, because that's not a business. Right. You're not going to sustain your business that way. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, you know, it's one of the things in marketing that they, any marketing 101 class, one of the, um, I forget what you call it, but the standard sentence or whatever, they'll, they'll say, riches are in the niches, you know, that, that, mm-hmm. old, that old adage, I guess. And it's interesting, because a lot of times that works, but it depends on your target. I mean, if you're, I mean, let's say you're an e-commerce company selling shoes or something like that, yeah. of course you want people to be interested in your shoes, so... You know, you got to have the quality, you got to have the experience, you got to have the materials and all that stuff. But how are you going to make more money? Are you going to make more money selling it to hippies or are you going to make more money selling it to everyone type of thing? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it creates an interesting brand story, just like you said. Um, one of the, as I was sitting here listening to you, one of the companies or industries that I think is like long overdue for a makeover, like one of them that I think like needs it ASAP is like the cable TV and, and the satellite TV companies. And I'll tell you why. When's the last time you ever heard somebody say, oh, I love DirecTV. Oh, I love Spectrum. You know, I love Time Warner Cable or whatever. I mean, every single time that you call them, it's a horrible experience. Yeah. We're on the phone for 30 minutes. On or the every day. time they call me, it's a horrible experience. Yeah, it's always horrible. <laughs> you are a fantastic customer. Yeah. And you deserve three months of free NFL TV. Yeah. And oh, thank you. Yeah. Man, that's so sweet. Yeah, and also and also here's a two hundred dollars more per month on your bill. You know? On the fourth month without asking me. Right. Right, yeah. I had this oh, is a true you. story. I had the exact that's exactly what happened to me. So they called me. Um they were like, Hey, I had direct TV at the time and I will I'll go on record. I will never go on direct TV ever again as long as I live. Like that like based on this experience. So um they call me and they're like, Hey, is this restart on? I said, Yes. That that was my golden mistake. Hey, is this restart on? I said, Yes. And that's why to this day, if you call me and I don't recognize your number and you say, hey, is this reach on? I'll say, to whom am I speaking? Yeah. Because I'm not agreeing to nothing based on DirecTV. <laughs> so they're like, hey, uh, you're one of our valued customers and we just wanted you to know that we're going to give you uh, we're going to give you a couple, we're going to give you a free month of, I don't know, Stars or Encore or HBO or whatever. I was like, uh, okay, whatever. Like, Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, I guess, whatever. And then next thing you know, my bill is coming in 30 bucks a month more mm. just based on that based on them you know 
considering that sale or whatever. Yeah. That literally should be thievery. It, I mean, yeah. it literally was. Yeah. You know? Like they're calling. And moreover, they're calling me like six thirty. I was at the pool hall at the time, so chances are I had a couple or whatever. And needless to say, they end up just taking that, taking that from me. I will never go on DirecTV again. I think, and that's you know to piggyback on that. I still I think that's the reason that you see all these like Disney Plus coming out and like mm-hmm. you know Netflix is getting a lot more shows and Hulu and mm-hmm. whatever else type thing. Amazon Prime is getting is getting their own their own thing. So talk to Spectrum, you know. <laughs> talk to Spectrum. Yep. Well, and you know it's it's interesting cuz someone had asked me recently like, "Oh, is your job hard? Is it hard to create this like authentic voice for businesses?" And it's those reasons like mm-hmm. spectrum and you know um the car dealerships people don't want to be sold to or tricked into being sold to mm-hmm. so these smaller businesses have a big opportunity i think to yeah. yeah absolutely we we see a lot of i call it like bait and switching you see this yep. a lot in the fitness industry so the fitness industry you'll have you'll have places that'll say like you know get that we're, we're we're hosting this free challenge or you know come in for the free week or whatever and what they don't tell you is that if you sign on for that you've also signed on for a year of the membership or right something yeah like that. and i firmly believe and we're having to adapt to this as well i think that 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 strategy the bait and switch maneuver well while it might give people a an instant source um in the long term you know all of a sudden their google reviews are going to go down 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 mm-hmm. because they're literally baiting and switching people which is their SEO, and then like, then it, when anybody searches them from now on out, like yeah. I don't All care if you got three point two. Yeah, I don't care if you pay us twenty thousand dollars in ad spend. If every one of those people see three point two stars on your shit, yeah. they're gonna go. Hmm. Next. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe yeah. I reconsider this. I mean, it's just. I mean, you don't matter what you spend if your if your reputation's shit. Yeah. It's just there's nothing to it. It's an interesting. Have you have you had any uh, situations <laughs> like that where where you're recovering a company's reputation from having a negative like you know, having a 3.2 star on Google or anything like that? Yeah, I actually had a conversation yesterday with uh, with one of my clients, and it was it was talking about the story that, you know, how do you respond to people who write bad reviews? Mm-hmm. And so that becomes a therapy session, right? Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, do you know this person? And, you know, what would you say if, if she was in front of you and, and those kind of things? So making sure that you are still maintaining your reputation mm-hmm. when that happens um, to make sure that you're you're trying to keep your – you know, trying to keep your story alive. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting. Some, I mean, you can't get along with everybody. Nobody can. No. But that's why sometimes, uh, by the way, we have a five-star rating on Google right now. But, you know, in a, in a day or two, that might change. But, um, you know. I have yeah. nightmares when, because I have five stars right now. All right. Just all like, right. I'll have a call with someone and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Google's going to, I'm going to get yeah. a one-star review. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes, I mean, you know, one of the things that I, I can speak to Christian's behalf of is that he does a very good job at, handling customer expectations and, yeah and that's that's something that's so crucial and quintessential from a from a uh, corporate culture perspective is making sure that, that 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 customer knows that hey you know you might not get leads instantly or you might not get reviews instantly you know you're not going to appear mm-hmm. at the top of google instantly but we're, we're working to make that happen mm-hmm. you know? it's the lies that get you in trouble yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You yeah, lie. Yeah. You're just if you set the expectations up wrong, you're just kind of screwed. Yeah. From the beginning, because if you can't actually fulfill, it's almost better to like lie in the opposite direction. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Like it takes sixty days to get leads. Yeah. yeah. Because okay. then when you get leads in fifteen days, everybody's like smiling ear to ear. Right. right. Yeah. Oh man, we must be special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, was, I was just gonna say. I mean, as long as you're honest, yeah, that's it, helps. it really helps. And yeah. I've I've disqualified potential clients for that. Like they're mm-hmm. they're talking one way and then they're talking another way, and I'm like. Yeah, no, this isn't gonna work. Like, I don't, I can't market a business like this. 
Especially, especially when you have that inconsistency in, yep. in the brand. We, we've experienced that more than once. We had a sketchy business. That's uh, that psychic business. Oh God, oh. that was yeah. We were With crystals. We, no, no, no. It was way worse. Than <laughs> this that. was like a one eight hundred psychic business. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. And, and after the fact, they they were sketchy in general, and I won't give you too many details on that. But they were the creeped us out. They were like the oh, it's so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it was, so it was one of those situations where you call like a one eight hundred number do a tarot reading type stuff basically mm-hmm. and there I, I don't believe in that stuff personally you know if you do that's whatever but it, it's like they were literally you were paying for them to scam you basically yeah because they weren't it's they weren't even doing the readings on the other end you know yeah they you know they were probably just like smoking cigarettes yeah what's your name uh Cassandra oh okay cool let me just pull this card up real real quick uh yeah, so I can tell that you've had some big changes in your life recently. You know, I mean, that's, that's probably what they were doing. Yeah. So it's, uh, I don't know, it's interesting. I think of, um, oh, I, what was the other one? Oh, they also did spell casting. That's what it was. Yeah, spell casting. Yeah, what is that? Oh, I don't so know. You, you asked me to, so like love spells, like, oh. like, oh, I have this beautiful woman I would like to attract. Yeah. You cast me a love spell on her so that I can, so that my And then they're on the other line. Well. So. It, was a, it was a phone service, and they're on the line going, boogada, boogada, boogada. <laughs> and then they, you know, it's creepy. It was, uh, it was Harry bad. Potter. That's pretty interesting. It was something. <laughs> we got out of that, actually. We, we actually quit them because that was just bad. Yeah. We yeah. couldn't do it. The other one I was thinking about is, um, oh God, that guy, he was trying to basically sell, like, narcotics online. Oh, like, yeah. Well, I didn't even. We, we didn't did, yeah, we didn't take the contract, but it was. It was actually legal, believe it or not. I didn't know it, but it's like, it's actually legal to do what he was doing um, because you had to have some kind of like thing to even purchase off of there. Um, License of some sort. Yeah, it was an e commerce with like Vicodin and Percocet. Wow. But I just don't believe in that stuff. Like, I don't believe yeah. it. Was so I, I was like, he offered us so much money, and I was like, I can't do it. Sorry, yeah, man. It was, yeah. Sorry, yeah. man. I don't know. He had more money. He had more money than God, dude. He was trying to get somebody to market it, and I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But it one of the, one of the things country. I think about, I talk about corporate culture a lot, and mm-hmm. I talk about it a lot on some other episodes and stuff as well. But if you one one of the the biggest uh, dissociations you can have is when your own values don't match up with the clients. Yep. Because you know that to that point, like you know, this person was going to pay us so much money to do something but yeah. for something that a we didn't believe in yep. we would have never done a great job yeah and yeah you just you just can't yeah you know? um do you, have, do you have any conversations like that with because i know you talked about uh developing the audience for a lot of the businesses that you work for and how you change from maybe their target being startups to other businesses but right. um have you ever done any audience identification with corporate culture for folks yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I mean, even if we're, you know, we do a lot of social media too, and Instagram sure. is huge in the recruiting industry. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where people are going to see, like, what is your corporate culture really like? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, nowadays and it's happened so quickly. I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast. He was talking about the um, cell phone neck. So how everybody mm-hmm. has has problems with their neck because everybody's looking down at their cell phones and. Yes. Yeah, let's all let's, hold on. Let's all take a group, you know, looking up at the sky. I haven't seen the sky in so long. Oh, sky. Okay. So uh, he was talking about how everybody's looking down at their cell phones, and it happened quicker than than we could even prepare for because it, it was an unforeseen circumstance yeah. that so many people. And ask any chiropractor, yeah. people's neck health these days is the worst that it has ever been in human history, ever, without mm-hmm. question. So he was talking about how, from that perspective, we're always out there. 
And some people might be, you know, ashamed or embarrassed or whatever, anxious about appearing on social platforms. But it's like, dude, you already are. Right. <laughs> like, right. Like you're already there. Like you might as well just just make yourself a means for it. You know, yeah. Make it work for you. What you worried about the first reactions, like, mm-hmm. like, oh, why are you doing this, man? We had beers the other night, and you couldn't even stand straight. Like, why are you, why are you applying to be the president? Like, mm-hmm. you did X when you were in high school. Like, yeah, people just gotta get past that, like, that fear of your friends, and it's usually the friends and family, which kind of sucks, right? Oh yeah, yeah. they're yeah. the first ones to shoot you down. Absolutely, because they're like they laugh at your post or something. Yeah, like, hey, act like it's not idiot. serious. Yeah, yeah, and that's the. It's kind of weird that they're the ones that put you down. Yeah, it, it is an yeah. interesting thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because most strangers take you seriously at first, as long as your topic's not ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So I'm uh, I'm working on uh, uh, the census campaign right now. Oh. So I don't know if you guys knew, but census year, so you should be getting something in the mail in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm monitoring Facebook comments around the census, and it is just. People have their own little worlds. They do. So yeah. <laughs> it is interesting how people. It, it's interesting how people choose to behave online because how many people do you yeah. find posting something that is blatantly rude or wrong or, or whatever else? And it's like you wouldn't say that to my face. You know what I'm saying? Like strangle you or something. You know what I'm? You know? Oh yeah. People people just behave in other ways online. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, they do. Um, and and right, social media is just the way we communicate now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I heard that actually on a podcast recently, which you know people talk about social media as this like separate media form. It is the media form. You yeah, know, it's the only. It is. It's it's literally like I'm surprised there's even news stations anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, so here's an interesting little tidbit, and I don't know if this is one of those statistics that were made up on the spot or whatever, but I actually believe it. So Christian, so Christian gets a hundred percent of his news from social. media. Without a question. So what percentage of Americans do you think between, and this is just LinkedIn, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, what percentage of Americans do you think get their quote-unquote reliable news from those social media platforms? 70% What do you think? What do you think, Sandra? I would, yeah, I would say around there. 92. 92% are looking at are looking at social media platforms for their Well, I like it because most news platforms are democratic democratic, uh, leaning. So it's like yeah. you're gonna have very biased news almost get, everywhere. You get a lot of leaning for sure, but the thing the thing that I think is the And then Fox is the other way. So it's like yeah. it's like all these are Democrat, all these are Republican. Yeah, you get a lot of bias. You get a lot of bias. And then you got these people on social media trying to pick it mm-hmm. and like turn it into a non biased conversation. Right. And that's the reason I that's the reason I like it, is because they kinda of dissect the bullshit. Man, I don't know. I, I kinda I kinda feel the exact opposite. So I mean, you know how social media works on the inside. And so you know that you can target people based on just, just about oh, anything. Bless you, David. Yeah, yeah. Um, David just sneezed off camera. So, uh, you know, you can target people based on their political affiliation mm-hmm. or, or who they're supporting, the pages they like, what demographic they're in, their household income, and yeah. stuff like that. And I see a lot of news articles that are very polarizing on, on social media, especially since this is elect- election year. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of, um, just a lot of stuff that's talking about whoever you support politically. Well, I'm not saying the information is not targeted. I'm saying when they dissect it, it's less biased usually. I, you trust your networks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're trusting people like, who like, are responding like, to it. Yeah, like, I mean, Shapiro's a good one. Like, he'll, like, sure. break it down and take the bullshit out of the media and, like, make fun of how biased it is yeah, sometimes. And, he's like, hyper-conservative, too. He is, but he brings conservative information to conservatives, right? Yeah. Where liberals will bring liberal information to liberals. See, I think, that, I think that's the exact thing that's polarizing about it. You know, because mm-hmm. similar to news stations, let's use yeah. that again. And I don't remember which way it is. 
Fox is red and CNN is blue. Is it the way it is, or is it the other way around? Is that yeah? Okay, whatever. Let's I just thought assume. news was supposed to be non-biased. It is supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, why is it not? <laughs> what? It's kind of an American perspective, um, and I don't want to dwell on politics too long. But yeah. the American perspective. We do I have mean, our brand expert here. Our brand expert, but we don't we don't really pay attention much to worldwide affairs either. You know, mm-hmm. so we we kind of stay in our own little worlds. And I think that since a lot of these posts are very targeted with who they with who they can post or who who can see it, I should say. It, it's almost polarizing people's opinions as well. That's my perspective on it, but we'll see. We'll see if we have any civil wars anytime soon or something like that. <laughs> so, you know. Cassandra, our guest today, thank you so much for joining us. Let's say somebody needs, needs some help with their brand. How do they get a hold of you? What's the best way? Um, go to my website, turnthenextpage.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, very mm-hmm. good. Well, thank yep. you so much for joining us. Oh, we, need a, we didn't ask a funny, a funny question. question. A funny question. A funny Why question. do Democrats have an oh, elephant as a logo? No, let's let's. Why is it an elephant? Why politics. is there an elephant? Why is that branded an elephant? Wait, I don't think Democrats are. I think the Republicans are. Why are Republicans an elephant? I don't. I literally don't know. I just corrected you, but that's oh. all I know. <laughs> well, somebody came is up with that. Donkey and elephant. Yeah, somebody came up with yeah, that. Democrats are donkeys, is what. So we got an ass and an elephant. Like, why, why is this elephant. a thing? I don't understand. I kind of think there's something about the elephant in the room, like the that expression. Let oh. me introduce the elephant in the room. I think that's, that's a, political, a political. They definitely need to be rebranded. You know so you mean? need to talk to the government. I need to talk to the, talk government. To the government. Yep, okay. rebrand the government, you know? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. just, you know. Just like, people don't really relate yeah. to elephants anymore. We need to talk about this. I don't know. A lot of girls have elephants tattooed on their arms these days. See? But you didn't even know why it was an elephant. You don't either. <laughs> exactly. That's not brandy. He's, he's not a girl. Therefore, he can't get a tattoo of an Jesus. Let's do it. We are downward spiraling. Cassandra D'Alessio is our guest today. Turn the next page.com. Next page. Next page brand, brand strategy. strategy. Yep. Sorry. I, I said the website, and then I was like, there we go. Turn the next page.com. Next page brand strategy. Please make it. our brand amazing, Cassandra. Make our <laughs> brand amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me.